Hey. Welcome back. <laughs> hey. Sorry. <laughs> that's I, okay. I cut you off there. I started no. off on the wrong foot. No, that's okay. You, you ruined my intro, Brian, but that's, that's totally appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep all this. Welcome to Two Nobodies, yeah. everyone. Glad to have everyone come back. Uh, thanks for joining us. I have a, a really great guest today. You know, a couple of times I've had a few friends on my podcast who I haven't connected with in a while. And this gentleman in front of me is one of those guys. But um, Brian has been was a friend that I was very close with over through high school and into university. And we lost touch, but you know what? It's uh, I'm just really happy to have him here. So Brian, welcome to Two Nobodies. Really appreciate you having me, uh, having on the po- coming on the podcast on Saturday morning. You know, it's not always the great time, but uh, glad you're in touch. Yeah, myself. no, good. I'm super excited to talk to you again and um to do a podcast so yeah we uh we look a bit different i feel like since uh since we, we last met we're, we're yeah you you uh you got a bit of a shiny spot in your top of your head i'm losing some i got a lot of gray <laughs> i polished it this morning just did you just polish it this. yeah so you I actually put you actually put something on your head uh i no. just i just shaved my head you shave your head okay you don't use any special yeah. like bombs or anything on your scalp no, I should. I should. Yeah. I've been yeah. told, you know, for dry skin, starting to get all those age wrinkles and yeah. stuff like that. I just feel like guys who are, and I don't, I don't know, and maybe this is coming my way, but like guys who are bald, I feel like they, there's some care that goes on on the top of their head, but I actually don't really know. Um, it's just like shaving your head is kind of time consuming, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's like it's. I think it's like shaving your face as well. Not something I do much either, as you can yeah. see. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think it's like you de- definitely have to put some kind of lotion on just like when you're shaving your face like yeah. after shave whatever yeah um, again i'm not particularly good at doing that so <laughs> um but i and even shaving my head like i i think i if i had like a an office job or something where i had to be presentable all the time yeah. um i think i would probably shave my head like every other day yeah i would probably only let it go like yeah for one day in between but uh just because it starts to get kind of gross. I was going to say, like, does it start to get a bit of a shadow on top? Like, how quickly? It only yeah, takes it? it's just like, I feel like after about three, it looks okay for a couple of days. And then yeah. after like three, four, five, definitely by day five, like, you're starting to look mm. kind of gross. Mm. <laughs> it's like, it's just because it comes out like, I when I started shaving my head, it, it was actually still, there was still hair here at the top. Yeah. yeah. But, um, by the time I got to, I guess by the time I was shaving my head for probably a couple of years, like I, I I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh yeah, like I if I tried to grow my hair out now, I like I couldn't. Yeah. So it's a good look yeah. for you. It's it it's working yeah, for you. Yeah. Is yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it, would you say it's uh? Does somebody in your family experience baldness? Like, is it? Oh, like everyone. You? Yeah. Oh, like. Okay. <laughs> I think so. Me, me, and my brothers, we all basically started showing signs of baldness at like i think 18 19 honestly like oh, 19 I, I probably 1920 yeah like man yeah no 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 by university like i was already showing signs of it like um, in the crown first or did it did it kind of sound from the front or uh for me i think it was the same for my brothers like we i have two older brothers um and we all like basically it was like a generalized okay. like thinning on top. It, it yeah. wasn't like 
I would have preferred like one of those like you know what do they call this again? Cul de sacs or whatever. <laughs> the crow's nest? No. Oh, okay. That's, I, I don't know. know. See, I'm guys really have different days for everything. I've heard the cul de sac because <laughs> it kind of like you lose it up here and then you have a little bit right here. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we didn't get that. We just got this like generalized like patchiness, which mm. is like horrible. Yeah. Um. Sort of a side note. I don't know if you want to go into this. Uh, you go where, wherever you want to go, man. Starting to talk, but um, my my brothers and I we went on uh, a medication for it. Yeah. Uh, it's called Propecia. It's yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It helps with. Uh, so it it actually worked. Like I went on it for a few years, and it yeah. actually totally worked. Hmm. Uh, but I did get to the point where there were some side effects that I was noting, noticing that were not so good. Mm. Um, and I'm actually like a strong proponent of not going on medication yeah. now, for, yeah. <laughs> especially for something like balding. I just feel like, um, I guess, you know, everyone's got a different head. Some people's heads are pointier than others. Maybe my, not as nicely yeah, shaped. About my head, is that what you're talking about? But, yeah, I'm talking about yours. I can <laughs> yeah. see through your hair. Right there. No. Um, Honestly, like, if you can go bald, I think it's like, it's it's like the best experience. It's freeing. It's just like, maybe it takes like, for me, honestly, it didn't take that long to get over once. And maybe it was because I was balding for so many years and I was, mm. I was like trying to keep my hair and it was working for a while. But, you know, I don't know if it's that I had time to get over it. Mm. But I think honestly, if if I look back, I should have shaved my head at like nineteen or twenty. Wow! Even though that was young, like everyone's so concerned about it. Uh, I, I don't know. For me, I think you know maybe it's just again because I have the head for it. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm definitely scared of that time to be honest. And and I, like my dad had thin hair, but he wasn't balding. I think I got my grandfather's genes because he was completely bald. So, but I okay. yeah, I definitely have a fear for it. But yes, Brian has noted that I have a pointy shaped head, which I told him about, <laughs> which is all good. It's fine. It's not it's not true. He he mentioned this before. We talked briefly before, so it's it's, it's yeah, um, it's, all, it's it's all good. You know, I, I guess I, don't I can care just tell people, people the story said. of how when I, <laughs> I apparently when I was little, my grandmother thought you know babies' heads are not shaped properly, right? And so she was a little concerned, and so she kind of she thought she could actually do something about that. And I think it probably is this an actual story. This is this is an actual story, yeah. And and she, I think she contributed to the ridge on my head. And I know that I literally have a ridge because I was uh, in a. Uh, in a study where I had to go for an MRI, uh, like for because it was a brain study or whatever, and so they do an MRI, and I saw, <laughs> I saw on the scan literally a ridge of my bone. So I feel like I can't shave my head because it just would not look good on me. Although it's intriguing, so I'm, I'm yeah, trying to you, preserve my hair as much as I can. I see. Yeah, you can always try, but then once you once you try, will it grow back the same? I don't know. Yeah. Long. yeah i guess so i don't know anyway you look you look good the way you are right now i appreciate, so. it. I appreciate it i think we've i think we're you don't we're, have anything to worry about I don't yeah think. i think we're i think we're both aging well so uh yeah yeah i feel yeah. like i guess i'm getting more concerned about it now it's, it's getting to that age where i'm starting to How's your, what's your health and fitness like? You still taking care of yourself? Going to I don't gym work out enough anymore. Okay. That's my big problem. I remember when we, when up. we like throughout university, you were, you were pretty committed, I think. 
I was very committed. Yeah. 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 I was in good shape up until I was in good shape until late twenties. In my thirties, I really started to let go. It actually coincided with uh, all the things that we're probably going to talk about later in this. Yeah. Uh, just uh, the, the, the changes in career and mm. the changes in job. Yeah. I just got so obsessed and, and stuck in, uh, worrying about all the other stuff that I was yeah. trying to do. So yeah. I sort of, I sort of lost touch with it. And then I think just, you know, what about now? relationships and sort of, I've, I've hopped around. I've lived in multiple different places in Toronto and like, I, I, I don't, I think I tried to count the number of places I've lived in it. Like, this is not like exotic locations. This is just like, <laughs> like, Oh, I've lived in this part of Toronto and then right. I've lived in this part of Toronto. Right. And, uh, it, it's like, it's like ridiculous. It's like 30 places or something like that. What? Yeah. Just, and I mean, do you own, do you own something now or do you, do you I do own something? Okay. Yeah. Okay. When My did partner. you, when did you buy into, into the market? Uh, we actually bought in 2020. Okay. That's a good. Time. So just, uh, just at the beginning of COVID. Well, it was like, yeah, the first stage of it, I guess. The first that, wave. So was that not a good time for real estate in terms of buying? Like, in the uh, because people were kind of panicking. It was and... starting to get worse. Uh, okay. Like, the prices were going up. I think if you actually look at the prices now, we're, we're maybe still a little bit better than, like, the, the house has appreciated a little bit in value. But um, it definitely, like, you know, the price was elevated. We, yeah. we paid this. Then it went all the way, you know, like crazy at what into 2021 mm, when yeah. everything was uh, like inflation was starting to take hold. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think since then it's dropped. It's probably it's hovering somewhere around. Like, well, the government got involved too, right? Like they they tried to reduce foreign ownership. They, um, I think during that time, didn't they correct um, the the uh, like the Canadian Mortgage Housing Corporation's like requirements, I think for for insurance, like you needed to have like twenty percent down payment. Um, I think it was around that time. Or yeah, maybe before, I thought that I was know. maybe even before. Was it before? Yeah. Okay, because okay. I know we had to have at least. Okay. About, about that, as far as I remember. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So you lived all over, um, lived all over Toronto. I mean, we're both North York boys, but like, is there a favorite part of Toronto? Like, where whereabouts? Which uh, so bourbon now I'm in Leslieville and I've sort of oh, gone okay. Leslieville is sort of, been, or I guess it's technically Riverside. Mm. Uh, we're close to the DVP, yeah. uh, near Broadview and Queen. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, I guess like Leslieville area, east of the DVP area, I've, mm. I've sort of been in and out of this area for whatever reason. It's like, I just keep having uh, this this neighborhood just sort of pulls me back. I think it's mm. part partially because it's like it's it's a bit of a quieter neighborhood. Okay, it's not as developed. It's still downtown, but it's but it's not like it's never done quite as well for yeah. whatever reason. It was always like changing. Uh, it was a bit of a rough area for a while. It's slowly gotten better, mm. um, but. 
yeah, so I've ended up here for whatever reason. Then when I was in school, I went to U of T for a while. So uh, I lived on Spadina around then. And um, I think I've lived in the West End. I started, I was working in the West End. Uh, I had a shop in the West End, mm. so near Lansdowne. Mm. Uh, the Ubisoft building. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's why I've been all over the place. And, like, before that, I you you probably were the same but with the co-op program mm. um i ended up like you know each time would be some places yeah. yeah 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 are you now that you own are you the kind of um person who wants to like you know get involved in the community uh connect neighbors that sort of thing or are you pretty to yourself um i've always been just kind of a quiet guy i guess yeah uh, a little bit introverted but Actually, this neighborhood has been really good. I don't know what it is, but mm. I've already made some, I've done metal work for like probably three or four people in the neighborhood so yeah. far. Yeah. And that's just like when we moved in, we actually like there, there are some families that are the same age as us. So this is the first, honestly, like the first time I've had this happen. <laughs> I think every other neighborhood in Toronto where I've, wherever I've been, maybe it's because I've just been renting, mm. but I show up there like no one knows me maybe mm. occasionally yeah like there i've lived in houses where it's like a unit in in a multi unit mm. house and yeah i end up like being friends with the people that live there um but even like even i've lived at some condos where i hardly talk to anyone and yeah it's um, a different feeling right like i don't know when i've rented too like even if you have the intention to connect that you just feel like you're not really i don't know at least i've always felt like i haven't i don't really feel like i'm a part of the community just yet but yeah like when i yeah. now that we I own think, a house like i'm like okay i'm here i've established roots i need to participate I need to yeah it's probably a, yeah. a mental thing for sure yeah. yeah and that's actually a good point because i remember when i was uh when i was younger just uh yeah like feeling like i just totally didn't know where i was gonna be and mm -hmm. that would have i felt like i was always a a nomad right mm. <laughs> i think like basically what you just said like yeah. i just never felt like i belonged anywhere because i was always moving and i and i knew i would always be changing careers too at that time it just mm. felt like um and then i guess maybe being quiet a quiet person too it just sort of like i would just sort of go into my little place yeah. and yeah. uh you know be like i'm only going to be here for four months anyway so yeah I mean, there's it's there's been different times. Sometimes, again, like I've been lucky, and there's good people around. So yeah, I want to get into your into sort of like you said the just the moving and and you you always thinking that you wanted to go different places. But going back to um, going back to the bald thing, you said that I asked you if you've been on a podcast, and you said you were actually on one where you talked about this topic and um, yeah. just about like the health effects and and all this. But like it is. You know, it definitely is something that impacts a lot of guys, right? As far as um, yeah, just like their mental state. But like, what was did you did you learn anything from that, or even through your own process as far as um, just kind of overcoming? I know you said it's been some time, right? Like you said, nineteen is when it started to show. But um, yeah, was there a process for you that yeah. you kind of had to overcome, I guess, or go through? Yeah, yeah, I mean, totally. I, I like yeah. like I went on the medication because my brothers did, and it worked for them. Yeah. And, uh, that was totally like just the fear of balding. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like, yeah. especially when you're young, like, yeah. you know, 
I hadn't had too many experiences yet in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, especially relationships. You think you think that women aren't going to like you if yeah. you're if you're bald. Yeah, which is which is ridiculous. Uh, but for when when you're that age, um, you don't understand that, that like it's not a big deal. Um, so yeah, if I could go back and tell tell like my 18, 19 year old self, I'd just say like do it now, just shave your just head, just embrace it. <laughs> It'll right be now. fine. Yeah. It'll be better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I worried about it for sure. I think I got over it. I I probably as soon as the medication was sort of causing problems and then I had other health issues, which, you, you know, we might talk about as well, but, um, as soon as I sort of went through some of those issues, I think by my mid twenties, I kind of went through in, into a phase where it was like, a, like, uh, just, you know, screw it. I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna just live my life however I want. Awesome. I'm gonna just do whatever yeah. I want. I've got to really just not care what people think as much. Try to at least not care about what people think as much. Was that I like a it, switch it, for it, you or did, or did you need some help to get to that point or? Were you yeah. Just like I, I needed, or? You know, I've, I've, uh, gone through some therapy and, mm. you know, like anxiety yeah. sort of pro problems that I think a lot of guys go through. Um, uh, you know, and there's a stigma around that, of course. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, no, like I, as, as soon as I got to that point, I feel like it was, there was a really freeing few years. I think when I was 25, 26 is mm -hmm. when I really started. To, I don't know how I did it exactly, mm -hmm. but, um, I think that the fear of dying too, because of the mm -hmm. health concern I had, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like it just sort of put me in this direction where I was like, okay, Balding is definitely not a problem. Okay. I, I didn't shave my head at the time. It was at least like, of your concerns, right? At that point, I guess. Yeah, I, like my hair was fine because I had been on that medication, so it was still looking mm. all right. Yeah. But like um, in terms of other things, I just, I, I didn't care as much about like how I looked. And I think, mm. I think that was actually also about fitness, like, Part of the reason I wanted to work out all the time when I was younger was because I thought I should have a six pack. I thought sure. I should like have muscles yeah. and um, like it's good to work out. It's good to be in shape. Mm. But I think there was a shift in my mind where I, I stopped thinking about how I looked. Right. And I just started thinking about, oh, I want to have good heart health. I want to have, right. you know, like I want to have good good muscles so I can lift things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you know, useful things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Functional. So, right. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that Propecia, I tried it once too. And I did, it wasn't on it very long because, because the side effects, like you can get sexual you side have them effects. As well. yeah, I had yeah. sexual side effects and I was like, it is not worth it. Like, I am sorry. I'm not going yeah, through no, that. No, so, I had exactly the same. Yeah. Um, I had a mine, really low mine dose were, too. Mine were like minor, yeah. like, like minor to start. Okay. So it was like, I didn't know, for sure that it was that right mm. away. And then as time went on, I, it kind of got worse and it got to the point where I was like, oh, no, this is, this is like an actual thing happening. Yeah. And it's pretty horrible to, to, to be like a 20, 20 something year old and, uh, and have to deal with that trade off, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like it's not a trade off for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I remember getting a really bad dry mouth too from taking it. I don't know if you experienced it. Oh, that. really? Yeah, really, really bad. And so it was just very uncomfortable. <laughs> and I was like, my libido is shit. I'm like, this is not worth it. So. Oh, man. Yeah, that's horrible. And it was like a um, really low dose too. I remember my doctor being like, I asked him about it too. I'm like, what are the chances of these particular side effects? And he's like, well, you know, there's always a chance, but it's very, very low. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to give you a really low dose, but I was just really sensitive to it. So. Yeah. 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 No, it's like, uh, I know, I guess some people don't, yeah, don't react to it, but oh man, it's, I don't understand why anyone would want to go on that. Yeah. 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 And why it's not talked about more. I think for a while it was talked about, but I remember still thinking like I went to the doctor, talked about it. Mm. It didn't sound like the doctor thought it was a common side effect. Mm. So I was getting the feeling from a lot of people like it wasn't my brothers didn't seem to have problems with it. So um, it for whatever reason, yeah, like it didn't seem that common to me. And mm. that was like actually another thing that I think people don't talk about these kinds of things happening. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I didn't I don't think I had like a lot of people to talk to about it. I was probably self-conscious for going on it anyway in the first place in my early 20s and then to, to have to talk to other guys that like about sexual side effects Guy, that guys are weren't like doing that, right? you think like, you yeah. think guys in their 50s are starting to have maybe mm -hmm. or 60s but mm -hmm. like not 20 year old no, like, no doesn't make any sense well and so. this would have been like late 2000s right I, I yeah late to, that our 20s would have been late 2000s yeah. like even yeah. that like that wasn't that long that wasn't long ago but you there weren't like podcasts out there there weren't guys you know no. uh, forums and stuff like that now there's so many resources so many guys are talking about it and it's a much more comfortable I space i mean there's still room but obviously it's just there's more there are more resources out there for guys right yeah and that's actually a really interesting thing because i think that's affected a lot of areas in my life at mm. least it's just like the uh having all these outlets and people to talk to and things being more open now i yeah. feel like we did go through a phase just, just because of our age or mm. uh, a period, I should say, where uh, things weren't being talked about mm -hmm. for the same reason. Or they're, they're just like, I guess YouTube was around, but, you know, there weren't videos as yeah. much talking about yeah. how to do things or, um, you know. Facebook, I think, was still like, you know, we're talking about probably really took off between like 2005 2008 kind of thing right but like still you know yeah, so we yeah. were in university when it, yeah, when it yeah. took off i remember that right yeah yeah so it's an interesting thing it's like we're not that old but we've been we've actually seen social media come through some huge so, disruptions for sure yeah 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 the other i mean the other piece of this whole hair thing is of the thyroid side like i got a thyroid issue and i know that like i'm doing some work on and that's kind of preserved my hair but i know for you because you lost your thyroid right i mean yes yeah. uh, i imagine that would have complicated your your hair loss even more so i would think yeah so that was the other health issue i had um uh had surgery to remove my thyroid mm. when i was in my the same around the same time so mid 20s i think it yeah. was 25 yeah um and yeah that was uh the life-changing event that i that i mentioned before yeah yeah and was that something that just um was it kind of tracking that way or did it just was a big surprise all of a sudden or um 
Like, did yeah, you know I, through I, blood work that it was your the thyroid was starting to fail? Or I like had the, a chest X-ray for okay. a different reason okay. um, when I was like 22, 23. Okay. And then they found they said everything's good, but with, they found something on my thyroid, so it was totally unexpected. It was out of nowhere. Yeah. And, <clears throat> um, yeah. So I I think I went two years without knowing what it was. Mm. I didn't think anything of it at the time that like they saw it and the doctor said, okay, we're going to have to look into this now. And I remember thinking like, what do you mean? Like, can't you just ignore it? <laughs> like, it's probably nothing. Right, right. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, why would it be anything? Uh, Cause I wasn't feeling any symptoms or yeah. no, yeah. no problems, but it was, it was just a little bump on my thyroid. Mm. Mm. And uh, so I, I, I went two years without, uh, like I think I did another check a year later, and then mm. another check two years later, mm. and it was slow growing. So, but they did find that it had grown. Mm. So by the time two years had gone by, they're like, okay, this is starting to get to the point where this is not nothing anymore. Like the fact that it's grown to this size is mm. concerning. And then, uh, so they actually, and you still couldn't see anything. You right. could maybe. Like I didn't know where to look, but right. some you people could, you know, doctors could feel okay. where it was. Um, and yeah, so it eventually got to the point where I did some more tests and then each test kept coming back worse and worse. It was mm -hmm. one of those things like, okay, it's either a or, or it's either the good thing or right. a bunch of bad things. Right. And then it was the bunch of bad things. And then they would go to that subset and be like, it's either the good one out of this set of bad things <laughs> okay. or it's the really bad thing. Yeah, and then it was the subset of bad things um, until they did a biopsy and then uh, came back as cancer. So okay, um, I had so surgery within two months, I think. Yeah, uh, they decided to remove the whole thing. The now, surgeon how did, how scared, did, how, what, like, scared why, the crap out of me. Why? Why remove the whole? Like, was it absolutely necessary to remove the whole thing? Or I just I, maybe I'm not so in tune with the thyroid <clears> gland. <throat> like, could you keep part of it, or it was kind of an all or none thing? Uh, there's so there that's like that's a a big topic that okay. there's debate on um but the reason my surgeon decided to go with removing the whole thing just because uh there's less risk of it coming back if you remove mm -hmm. all the tissue because yeah. if if you have cancer in, yeah. in the thyroid there's something potentially that happened i think like thyroid's very sensitive to radiation mm. And if there was, if you were exposed to radiation in the environment or something like that, which I, I don't know why that would be for me, because there was mm. no specific situation where I was exposed to radiation that I know. Mm. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, if, uh, if the thyroid's been exposed to something that caused a, a, a cancerous uh, nodule, yeah. then it's possible that it could form again somewhere mm. else, right? So I think his thinking was just take out the whole thing in that way. He he basically said you you should be good like you should be. As soon as they took it out, he's like you know you you now should be able to live your life like anyone else like mm -hmm. without without worrying about um, anything coming back. So I still get checkups for it, but they don't they don't typically seem that concerned about it coming back. And so far everything's been normal.
So you just, uh, I imagine you have a regiment of medication that you have to take or like, is it pretty? Yeah, it's just one pill. It's just one pill I take in the morning every day. Okay. Okay. And it basically just replaces the hormone and I don't have to worry about it. And have you noticed anything in terms of, I mean, it's such a long time ago now, but like just the quality of life now versus like before any, any changes that you noticed, I guess, with just not having a thyroid? Yeah. Um, I think... Actually, I'm feeling it a bit even now. I feel like my voice is getting a bit constrained. Sometimes I feel like um, in my throat, my throat feels a bit different. Like it, it's, okay. it's not as easy to talk as it used to be. Okay. Um, sometimes like it'll get, it'll get tired more easily yeah. somehow. Yeah. Um, like it's not noticeable. It's not, it's not like a huge problem. Mm. Um, but I can't like I notice just like a tightness in my throat, it, yeah. and it sort of comes up more easily than it would have before. Okay. So it's it's like a minor issue, but it's it's sort of there all the time. Yeah, yeah. I remember this uh, when you told me about this. Um, I don't think it was that long, maybe after, because I remember I remember hearing about it, and I was just uh, floored, and I was feeling really sad about the whole thing. But then also just it was during it was if I, if I'm not mistaken. It was also during a period of when did you just finish your bachelor's or or was it um yeah i finished my uh well no it was i finished my bachelor's i i actually went traveling for half a year and it was actually when i came back from traveling okay that uh i was working a bit here and uh i think it was around that time that just just before I went back to do my master's, actually. So it was mm. probably two years after. Uh, it's hard to remember the years now. Yeah. But I think it was like tw- 2010, is it possibly? Mm. Mm. 2009, 2010. Yeah. I think 2000, if it's two years after 2009, like fall, August, or just before the fall, so August, mm-hmm. I think that's when they did the surgery. Yeah. So I was just going back to my master's. Yeah. It's, uh, you're, I don't know. I, th- I think you're one of those guys where I imagine that, you know, when, like, you know, in the high school yearbooks, how people would be like most likely to, or like, you know, there's yeah. this, <laughs> I feel like with you because, um, and you know, listeners wouldn't know this, but like you were the top of our class, man, like you're always just, and, and the thing I always appreciate about you is like, you were so humble in, in, in school. Like you wouldn't gloat about like your, your academic successes. You worked really, really hard. Like you're always somebody that I, I looked up to from that standpoint. Um, and, uh, but I think I imagine that if, if folks from our high school were listening to this, that they would be surprised to know that, your path hasn't necessarily been as steady and as linear as maybe we would have imagined from when you left high school. Because I think when I imagine people from high school would be like, Brian Cates, like he had to go through some bumps. Like this guy was, <laughs> this guy, this guy was yeah. the, the man. Like this guy was the, the person you go to after your, your exam to check the answers because he knew everything. Like, I mean, we, I think mm-hmm. we all knew that you were going to be somebody like who was, who was, doing something like just um you know just just something of of what we typically call as successful you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and and so it's uh you know you go into waterloo do engineering and 
top of the class in Waterloo engineering, which is, uh, you know, I, we have a, uh, I have a friend who's, who's been through that program and he's like, Brian's like a god there. Like he's, he's so well known in Waterloo engineering. Yeah, that's so crazy when when I heard you say that. that yeah, that's surprising yeah. to me. Yeah, he's like he's just like that another class would have heard that too. Yeah, because um, he he was a year before, would, and he's I would he, not have thought that. Yeah, he's like a year before, and he said that everyone knew your name, and so it was like this expectation that like people have because you're creating this track, but then it doesn't necessarily go that way. So tell me about like just you know, as you're finishing water engineering or maybe it was after, but just like you feeling like, hmm, not so sure this is for me. And then things start to change. Yeah. I think, I think I started to feel that, uh, even from the beginning, uh, okay. Like I fast tracked, right. Yeah. I think it, the whole, the whole story unfolded, I think for me, uh, the whole path that I've now gone down, I think things start to go wrong if if you could call it that mm. just from the point of view of typical success stories mm. um things started to go off the path mm. uh from the minute i decided to uh to to fast track and go to university and possibly even to do mechanical engineering at waterloo i hated that you left earlier. i hated that you left a year early man i was so bummed when you decided to do that yeah yeah but um so sorry it went yeah it I, mean, to go wrong I, from that standpoint. I don't remember like i don't remember much i think i think i I was happy to to leave high school mm. in some ways like happy to move on and happy mm. to like maybe I, I honestly i can't even remember how i felt mm. uh, that much but i know the decision to fast track was um we were we were like it, it's almost like destiny or something because <laughs> we were that year that was uh uh double cohort so yes, yeah uh we were on the older side of the double cohort where mm. they said oh you guys are gonna have so much trouble getting into university mm. which is so stupid in, re mm. in retrospect mm. But everyone was concerned. It was just this worry that yeah. uh, we weren't going to do well because we were now, instead of one group of people, we were now two groups mm. fighting for one group of uh, jobs or mm. like spaces, what yeah. would be jobs, yeah. space, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I, I, I remember my parents being nervous about that. I don't know if your parents mm. were nervous about that. I don't remember. Or, I don't think I don't think I was very concerned. Now that you bring it up, honestly, I maybe I just yeah. had like this blind faith that I was like, ah, I'm gonna get to where I need to get to. But I don't I don't remember honestly. Yeah, and I think I think like my family might have been a little bit more of a nervous family, right? Mm. Like, where <laughs> for whatever reason, like a bunch of people that that sort of worry a bit more about outcomes, right? Um, and so I think my parents were definitely sort of concerned about that. Mm. And I was doing well in school at that time. And I guess it just sort of made sense. I was focusing on, I started doing extremely well in math and, and I guess science as well. And that was probably in grade 10. I didn't know how good I was at math until grade nine or grade 10. Oh, okay. really. mm. I actually didn't excel at like arithmetic. Mm. Or like, I'm not a quick thinker necessarily in certain ways. Mm. All right. I'm not an obvious quick thinker. Mm. Um, when someone, you know, if, if people were to ask a question, I wouldn't be the first guy to go, oh, I know what you're talking mm. about. Mm -hmm. Or 
like if someone says you're gonna ask me a question later <laughs> this right if someone make asks me, look, me a question to think of right stuff now, on right? the spot yeah. <laughs> not trying to make you feel yeah. bad all right <laughs> if if someone asks the question like come up with this on the yeah. spot i'm yeah. like horrible i don't know my my mind goes like the it's like homer simpson right like so this is i would have never thought that about you honestly you never you never showed that at least wouldn't have been in your presence so <laughs> i swear so it's like yeah. that's for me it's sometimes it's like this there's yeah i have no idea what that's about but i yeah. definitely go into homer simpson mode when someone <laughs> asks the question it's like an aversion to answering the question and my brain just goes somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for whatever reason, I did really well in math and I didn't mm. have those problems with math, but I, like I had those problems with arithmetic, but mm. the deeper questions in math, like calculus, mm. once it started getting more abstract and more uh, interesting in some ways, um, that's when I really excelled, I guess, because I could think in that way, but it wasn't mm. like a fast way of thinking mm. necessarily. So, uh, I was doing so well in that, that I, I was able to sort of, um, yeah, I think fast tracking didn't seem like a huge problem, but yeah. once I went down that road, then by the time I got to university, I remember going to, yeah, starting my engineering, mm -hmm. uh, at Waterloo and thinking I'm going to be one of the, like, this is going to be difficult. I remember thinking they, we had a bunch mm. of tests to start off. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to be at the top. Like this is, I'm now, I was, I was one of the top students at, at our Commander, high school. High school but yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to be one of the mid, middle, middle. Yeah. yeah. I'm a small fish now. Yeah, so yeah. like all these guys are as good as I was. So I didn't think I would be, I don't, I, I didn't think I would like perform well compared to everyone else. And then all of a sudden, like I started doing tests at Waterloo and it started showing that I was at the top of my game mm. at Waterloo and even more so than high school. I almost mm. felt like high school, there were some competitors, mm. <laughs> whereas in university, I actually felt like I had not a lot of competitors in my mechanical engineering this wow. is this sounds really arrogant but no no um, I, not at all <laughs> i had I, I i don't know mechanical engineering wasn't known for being the the type of engineering that the really the exceptionally smart guys necessarily oh. go to okay uh it's it's stupid saying this kind of stuff because maybe maybe i'm wrong like where, uh, where, think, would, where would the more smarter engineers go to? I think the guys that are like really math oriented and like extremely like mechanical engineering is quite math intensive. So mm -hmm. it's not easy if you're not, if you're not into math, but um, I always thought like computer engineering was where, mm -hmm. you know, the top guys would go mm -hmm. or something like I was, I was told to go into computer engineering. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, Mm. <clears throat> where what were we i feel like i'm going off track here no, no we were just, we well you were just uh you kind of walking through your track of um how you fast tracked out of high school you came into university but essentially it was the point of just like when did things kind of switch for you like, yeah coming out of university where you just like this isn't for me anymore okay yeah so so i think the problem that started to happen was i started to do really well mm. like i was saying and 
I didn't think I would be as good, but I was. And then compared to everyone else, I sort of went on this path of like isolation. Mm. It was like, I was already a quiet guy to begin with, but I don't remember feeling like isolated in high school. Like I, I, I had a good group of friends, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't mm-hmm. remember feeling like the smart guy who doesn't have any friends or mm. like <laughs> is so quiet that, uh, doesn't have a social life. Right. Yeah. And I think I struggled to find my place. Mm at Waterloo. Mm. That was, that was the problem because Mm. I, I started to get like outcast from the, from the minute I got there and started doing well, it started by other, by, by your colleagues. I don't, and maybe, maybe it was my own fault too. You know, like in hindsight, I don't want to blame anyone for it because Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think there were people that were being inclusive. And I think honestly, it was just, I didn't relate as well for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. I wasn't relating to the, the group of people that I was with. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I remember sort of not being able to find my group, not being able to find my friends. Um, and then, uh, you know, being top of the class kind of made it worse yeah. because then they would, they, people found out, people found out within the first year. Mm. And then, or they probably found out pretty pretty yeah. quickly before even like a couple of days in, right? Yeah. Uh, I I would always sit at the back of the class. Mm. <laughs> I was the guy at the back of the class, didn't say anything. Yeah. Never asked a question. Yeah. Never did anything. So yeah. at the beginning, guys were just like, who's that guy? Yeah. And I, I remember I had frosted tips. <laughs> but really? Yeah. Like when I first got there, I had blonde. I had dyed my hair blonde. <laughs> it looked horrible. Um, I feel like you would have been like five so years bad. late on that one or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that was, um, yeah, yeah. It, it was horrible because I had tons of acne too. So okay. I had like all these acne scars and like this horrible blonde hair. You've aged um, well, my friend. Like I said, you've aged well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I remember sitting at the back class, not, not talking to people just sort of doing my own thing. Mm. And so at some point people started to realize that I was doing well in tests and then people, people started, started to try to copy from me, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and then, but then they were just the, like, I got the nickname number one <laughs> soon, soon after that, because they actually ranked as a bit. I mean, this is the fault of Waterloo too. Yeah. Like yeah. they actually ranked everyone. I don't know what the purpose was, why they were trying to do this. And they'd share they the actually, rankings. They shared the rankings. They, sorry, they didn't share who was what. Okay. But you would get an email. It was like a secret email that would yeah. say, you are this rank out of <laughs> like 200 people, right? Whatever it was. It might have only been 100 or something. Um, but they would say, you are, you know, and for me, it said, you are one out of 100 whatever it was. And then from then on every term, I got one out of a hundred and then it became like a, it became like a challenge for me. It was almost mm. like my, it was just blind, blindly just, okay, I found a new thing to focus on. I mm-hmm. need to get one out of a hundred mm. cause I need to like claim my, my title. Right. Yeah. It was almost like if you're a, a boxing champ, like sure. you couldn't let someone yeah. take over. Yeah, after yeah, that, yeah. Right. 
Like you're the champ. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that competitive side so, really came out. Yeah. It came out in that sense. And I don't know if that was their intention of like why they wanted to do that. But the bad side of it was that my, my nickname was number one and mm. people started treating me like I was, you know, like different, like there was, and not you know, from and, like a and respect again, I don't think though? people were that, uh, people respected me, but I think there was always, um, it would just like the conversation would always go to that I was number one or, um, and again, I think I was, I was also going through other stuff myself mm -hmm. and just, you know, the fact that I was, that I had fast tracked mm -hmm. and I was younger, I, I don't think I'd matured as much as like naturally you're like every year that you mature at that age mm -hmm. is important. Mm -hmm. And I, and I tried to fast track that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think I was like still quiet, still introverted, not knowing how to relate to some of these people. Um, and just things got out of hand. Like, yeah. I think that's like, it's probably a small thing that started it, but things got out of hand, hand mm -hmm. where I started to feel worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean. I, I don't think I can blame anyone for it. Uh, but it's like, uh, it's not even like I got bullied. Like, it's not, it's not like the number one thing became a bullying thing. It was just, I retreated into this place of not feeling like, I was connecting with anyone mm. and my mental state started to suffer. I started to go like mm. way down, just, just felt horrible about myself. Mm. Uh, I think relationships weren't going so well. Like mm. I had a girlfriend from high school. Um, I won't, I, I won't talk about her. <laughs> no, maybe let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. But no. I remember, uh, you know, that was sort of a crazy relationship of ups and downs at that age. And then, uh, by the time I got to university, I actually, I think I went out with her again for one summer. Hmm. And then after we broke up, I, I kind of like, didn't know how to, how to start a new relationship. Like hmm. I wasn't meeting girls. Hmm. I wasn't because our class was mostly men. Right. Like, uh, so can I, can I interrupt you right there? Cause I don't know if you yeah. remember this, but uh, I don't know what year it was, but uh, um, I remember we walked towards my campus, which is Applied Health Sciences, and it was in the—I think it was summer, or maybe it was early fall—and there are is it definitely very co-ed in kinesiology, and there were like yeah. you know girls throwing frisbees and all this stuff. I remember walking with you to Applied Health. I don't know if you remember this, and you're like where is this place? What is this place? Why are there so many attractive women here? Like, I don't understand what's going on. Or like, you don't know that there are no women in engineering. It was like this kind of halo around applied health sciences because people in kinesiology generally are fit. They're active, right? Yeah. For the most yeah. part. And I think you were just like, where did I walk into? So it was really funny to see. Yeah. The reaction, yeah. I mean, so. that was, that was like, it's, it's a serious problem. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's healthy. It's not yeah. healthy for a young man to be um, surrounded by mostly men and then have no, like there weren't a lot of outlets or places for a younger, a, yeah. a young guy who's introverted to, yeah. like I would have had to go to the bar all the time. Right. And that wasn't my thing. Right. Like it just wasn't my thing. Yeah. So I found I didn't meet 
women as much. Yeah. And like I I became really good friends with a couple couple of the girls that were in my class. Um but yeah, I think I think in general I was always like up until that point I was I always had like a good amount of friends that were girls and I always yeah. felt comfortable in groups of women. I mm. I I liked female influence just in my life in general. Mm. Yeah. And to to start to feel like it was never even something I worried about up until mm. Waterloo. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, like Waterloo, it was just this environment <laughs> where you, there's no women around, like for, for engineers. And it was, it's just a horrible, it's not good. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I, I um, uh, Brian, who's, who's another friend of mine, um, different Brian, he was telling me uh, how, because he's, he was a mechanical engineering, he said that you could count the number of women on, in the class, right? Like you could, I think they were assigning them numbers, right? Like, oh, this is number one or number two. Or yeah. Which what is I mean? also yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everything, <laughs> everything gets assigned numbers. There's only yeah. this many. Yeah. This. There's only, um, Do you know if with the rankings, whether like if you're, was it only like a certain number of people that would get that notification? Cause that'd be really shitty if you were at the bottom and you get this notification. Um, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily. Know, no, you you did. Like oh, okay. someone, someone was getting the last. Oh. Yeah, that that like actually, I didn't think about that that much until you just mentioned it, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, that that's horrible. Yeah, it's one thing to be. Yeah, and is that supposed to motivate you to do better? Like, what, what is, I don't know if it would motivate. I you. was actually, and actually, as you're saying this, I remember now too. I was some of my best friends in the class were near the bottom of okay. the ranking okay okay <laughs> and i actually got along best yeah it was like you know number one and number 100 were yeah. best friends yeah. it was i i can't remember what the ranking was but uh one of my good friends at the time uh he was just like he was just more down to earth i found mm. like mm. uh and i got along with people like that better mm. than some of the more high strung people, even though it seemed like maybe I was high strung myself. But um, I remember like, as I wasn't fitting into certain groups, I was definitely becoming more, more friends with people that were sort of just interested in different things outside of school. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's why we got along in high school. You're like that number one. And I was kind of like near the bottom. I gotta, I gotta help. I gotta help this guy out. This guy. This guy needs some help here. Um, and I'm just mindful of the time. I know you said uh, you didn't have yeah, as much know, time today, but, but um, you know, I'm happy to do like a sort of a part two because I want to get to want to get to like yeah. sort of where you transition to, man. Like you have um, you're wearing a shirt about you know motorcycles and this this passion that yeah, came out there. Motorcycle shirt yeah, yeah, and then and then just your fabrication work and all that. But um, do you want to do a part two maybe at some point? Or yeah, I'm open to that. Okay. And I, then I, and then maybe I, I give you this, more I hope this didn't get like, you know, too drawn out. I love um, I, I think this was um, you know, <laughs> I think there's so much value for people if they actually listen to your story about just the journey yeah. you went into and so um I I always appreciate these conversations. Um you know, I think that uh we'll also give you time to to take on those two questions today. I told <laughs> yeah, you last yeah, minute, so maybe maybe we'll hold on to that, but um but maybe just to just to conclude here, Brian, I, I um I have a lot of respect for you. Really appreciate hearing your your story and um I've learned a lot about 
just you over this the course of this conversation. I mean, some things I think I I knew, which kind of seemed to still hold true, and there are some things that I um, I've seen some sort of shifts in how I uh, I thought I I knew you, which is is really interesting and all for the good. So just appreciate you making time for for me and um, glad we're getting we're getting to catch up in this way. And I know it's kind of public, but it's uh, it's kind of neat. Right? And I'm, I just appreciate your being vulnerable and, and sharing these kind of challenges that you've gone through. So thanks for making time, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm happy to sort of talk honestly about what I've gone through and. Um, honestly, like, I think going through what I've gone through and getting to, to the point where, you know, I'm approaching middle age, but, um, I don't want to talk too much. I don't know why I say that. Like sometimes I'm saying I'm approaching middle age and it's like, really, you should be thinking that at 38. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, mortality is on my mind from the mm. thyroid stuff and whatever, mm. but, um, no, I'm happy to like, I'm happy to talk about my struggles and things and, and about, and about some of the cool stuff I've done because yeah, it's good, it's good to sort of share, what share your, experiences, right? People, people need to talk about that. Um, in part two, we'll get to your, your, your businesses, but just quickly, where can people find you in social media? So, in the, in the uh, yeah, region. we haven't even talked about that, no, but, um, no. my, I have basically two businesses now, um, one of them is a motorcycle business and one of them is um, a custom metalwork business mm. in general. So uh, you can find me at Moto Bricks. Mm. That's what this shirt is. It's I'm promoting myself. Yeah, I see that. Um, <laughs> something I don't usually do. Uh, yeah, so Moto vain, so, so vain of you. So vain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's at Moto Bricks, M-O-T-O-B-R-I-X. Okay. And then you can also find me at root two engineering so it's r-o-o-t like the square root mm. um the number two mm. e-n-g uh that's the instagram handle okay uh, well, yeah yeah we'll include uh, all those things in, in the show notes so people can find you um thanks for your time again looking forward to part two whenever we can do that uh, hopefully sometime soon and continue the conversation talk more about these businesses and this this passion that yeah. you have for for metal work and just sort of what's next and i um you were you were going to talk about fusion brothers i can't remember what that is even well you know, i remember it was something we talked about it was but... a revolutionary idea my friend you me you and and a couple other friends or maybe just one other friend from high school i can't remember um we could talk about that offline but essentially we we're you had i think you had um did you work at a nuclear power plant for a co-op job? It was a, I never worked at the actual plant. No, but it's maybe something to do with designing of reactors. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I was, I worked for companies that design nuclear reactors. Yeah, and or, so I think you came back, I think you came back from that co-op term and you're like, and we, I, I think we asked you about, you know, um, just nuclear technology and you're like, you know, it's fission right now, but fusion is where it's at. Like, we got to solve this fusion <laughs> problem, guys. If we can solve this fusion problem, oh I think we may God. have had some drinks or whatever. And like, we solve this fusion problem, this is going to be, like, revolutionary. 
And so you're like, and we're like, well, let's call and ourselves the, the Fusion Brothers. Involved. The Fusion Brothers. Oh my God. Yes. And you were going to be the lead, you know, obviously the lead engineer. I was going to be the public relations guy. And, <laughs> uh, and I can't remember the other person. I think he was going to be more on the environmental side or whatever. And this is going to be a thing. And of course, we know a nuclear fusion is like kind of been the holy grail that people are trying to go towards, right? Yeah. So, it's not exactly something that uh, is that easy to figure no, out. No, no. But uh, yeah, I'd love even to talk to you about just number one at Waterloo. <laughs> you know the title of this. I normally don't do sound bites for my titles, but like I'm gonna have like Brian Cates, number one engineer, and something, something, something. I don't know, but yeah, use that yeah. to my advantage. So okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. I'm gonna see. go with it. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna show up. Um, what else was to say? Uh, yeah, and maybe in the next part too, I would love to just hear about just like world things that you think about or things that are on your mind or uh, things that you're kind of concerned about. So I'm sure that's... Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, I feel like we could do multiple parts. I always have... It's, this is like... When, it's just, it's like the same as when we were kids, right? Like I, I can still talk to you. I can talk to you like super easy. Uh, you, you know, remember even that? though we haven't talked for like... what. It, 15 years, whatever it's been, maybe I, not that long. I, it's been I, a while. Yeah. I was telling, I was telling Brian that if, uh, the podcast doesn't go, um, if it's 45 minutes or less, it's kind of a shitty podcast. This is not one of those. This is, I could honestly talk to you for hours. I knew when he said, you, you said that. And I was like, there's no way this is not going to be. <laughs> one of those. I mean, it might be boring in other ways, but yeah. it's not going to yeah. be, we're not going to stop talking. I'll just no. talk everyone's heads off. This is I, I I'm sure you remember this. Like there were many times where um we'd we'd go out like late at night or whatever, and then you'd drive me home, and we'd just be sitting in front of my house, just in the car, talking about stuff for hours. So yeah, just chatting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I was always a conversational. Yeah, conversationalist, one on one. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Uh, we'll set up yep. part two a little bit later, but. Uh, if I don't talk to you before the holiday break, man, enjoy, enjoy your, I don't know if you're taking any time off, but uh, enjoy this month. Um, yeah, and... no, no big plans for me. Okay. But, uh... okay. Well, maybe, maybe we'll see oh, if yeah. you can find some time during the holidays or if um, after that into the new year, but uh, part two to come. For everyone. Sure. So, yeah, All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks everyone for joining us. Okay. We'll see you in part two and um, talk to you later, Brian. Yeah. Bye. Yeah.